everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. You found me at my little corner of the internet. I so appreciate all of you who are listening and writing in and sending uh, me show ideas. And I think you're going to be really excited today because uh, Jill Savage is back with me today for the second uh, podcast. Jill is a mom of five. So you know this woman, ha- she knows what she's talking about. Her She actually survived until all of her kids got to adulthood. We're going to be talking about that on the next podcast, but I just say that as a a little introduction to Jill because uh, it's encouraging for me as a mother of seven to talk to a mom who is a little bit farther along the journey than me and can uh, and can say, you know what, it was hard, but it was worth it. And that's really um, what the Lord is doing through Jill. She and her husband, Mark, have been married for 33 years. She says 23 of them happily. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to talk about that. Uh, I think that's so fun. And uh, Jill is the founder of a mom's conference called Hearts at Home. Uh, and you can find her at heartsathome.org. You can read all about Jill at jillsavage.org. And um, all of these resources are going to be linked back to at the show notes. So if you're listening to this on Stitcher or um, on uh, one of the other podcast apps or on iTunes, hop on over to thebusymom.com forward slash podcast and all of these uh, notes will be there available for you. We're going to be talking about uh, Better Together today and Jill's uh, book, Better Together, which is really all about relationships between moms. And you can find out more about that at bettertogetherbook.com. Dot org, and we will be linking back to all this information for you. Um, so hop on over to thebusymom.com forward slash podcast and download the show notes. Um, and there's a, a bunch of great stuff uh, at Jill's uh, website and over at her blog. So go check it out today. Hey, Jill, thanks for coming back and uh, joining me at the Busy Mom podcast today. Yeah, I'm glad to. You're a brave woman getting on the podcast with me. Because <laughs> you just never know what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> And I could talk for hours, so I, I'm I'm fine. I I consider it entertainment for the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just I'm thrilled that you're here. I love uh, I love your message, and I love your hearts, uh, your heart for moms especially. I was telling my husband earlier today. You and I have quite a bit in common um, in the length of time that we've been in ministry, and that we we all have we both have quite a number of children uh, between us, especially. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, it's funny. That you live in normal Illinois and I'm from boring Oregon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not even put that together. Yeah. So see, the look what God does with normal boring women. He wants to do things. <laughs> I love it. He wants to take it. he wants to take us normal boring moms and do something extraordinary. I think it's his heart. You know, just to go, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take these women from normal and boring and ask him to do some stuff for me. <laughs> There you go. I love it. I love it. All right. So now I'm back. I'm still um, stalking you on your on your blog, and I'm still loving your inside scoop little section of your website. And I Mm -hmm. I I'm kind of jealous. I'm a little coveting right now. I'm gonna have to repent when I'm done talking to you that you live in a hundred year old farmhouse on the country. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I know. We love it. We really do. That is. How long have you lived there? Uh, about 20 years. So for a while. And uh, when we bought it, it was pretty much a mess. And um, thankfully, my husband's pretty handy. And so love it's it. definitely been a labor of love for us. Mm. But I'm not so far out of the country. This is the nice thing. I I have no neighbors. I'm surrounded by cornfields everywhere. Um, but I'm only three miles from Walmart. Hey. So I kind of have the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> so if you need to make a little run to the store, you can do it. 
That's right. I'm yeah. not, you know, like 30 minutes away or something. Yeah. So. Jay and I live kind of out. We live um, out in the country also. And we're we're always saying, telling our kids, because they sometimes complain because it takes them 30 minutes to get to the big city. But we're like, listen, you can go right into town. You got Walmart right there. Now they got a Red Robin in and you know, there's a Starbucks. There I said, you, you, don't, you don't really need anything else. So, you know, it works that yep. way. Yeah. Nice to yep. get away and have a little bit quiet. So I love it. I love you. All right. So mm-hmm. tell me about... Um, tell me about this book because I just I I love uh, women and just the, what God is doing. I'm particularly fascinated by what God is doing with women right now um, in the culture mm-hmm. and the voices that um, He is allowing to have a platform and to be heard. And so many of them, mm-hmm. um, their message is uh, to other women to say, "Listen, this is important uh, to nurture the relationships that God." has in your life that um, God's given us each other, right? We're supposed to help and encourage mm-hmm. each other. We're supposed to sharpen each other. And I really want to know what was it that you just felt like, I need to write about this? Like what drove you to write an entire book uh, about relationships uh, that moms have with each other? Well, once again, um, it's it came out of my own journey because, um, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends. Mm. I had a lot of guy friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also lived out in the country and it seemed like all the neighbors had, you know, boys. And so I played softball with the boys and, and, um, honestly, I found girl relationships complicated. Yep. They are. Well, because they are, let's be honest. (laughs) Let's just be honest. And so I just didn't, I just didn't pursue a lot of girlfriends. And so, um, then I became a mother and honestly, Mm. I thought, oh my gosh, I need other women in my life. I, I really do. I just, I long to know that what I was experiencing was normal. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I struggled feeling like I was alone. And so I began this journey of, uh, in, you know, beginning to invest in <clears throat> and build my mom tribe. And, um, I'd never, I never thought about that, but oh my gosh. And then we moved away from family so I had to have women around me because they yeah. were my family. Yeah. But I also, it was a huge learning curve for me, um, even even when Hearts at Home first started. So we had our very first conference 23 years ago. We expected 400 to attend and 1,100 showed up. Mm. And so that was my first clue of going, oh my gosh, I think you know, what we anticipated to be a one-time conference for moms, I think God had a bigger vision. Mm -hmm. The next year, 2,800, the next year, 3,400, the 45, 55, 6,500. So um, at that point in time, I remember having a conversation with the Lord. Uh, This was, we were getting ready for our second conference. And I was like, Lord, you have to be, you have to be laughing up there. You have to be leading a women's ministry. And I don't even like women. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that, I mean, to say that God has transformed my perspective is an understatement. And so that has been so important for me to learn how to build this mom tribe, to, to nurture my mom tribe, to understand the ins and outs of friendships, to understand Mm. the natural ebbs and flows of relationships. And so I, I just see so many women struggling with that. Mm -hmm. Um, my own two daughters are both moms now. Mm -hmm. And I saw 
I saw both of them struggling in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I actually co-authored the book with my oldest daughter, Anne, who is a mom of uh, a six-year-old and a Mm four-year-old. And um, so we wrote it together because we really wanted it to span the generation. Yeah. We wanted it to address the needs of a mom building her mom tribe when her kids are little. Mm-hmm. But we also wanted to address the need that even when your kids are grown, you absolutely. still need a mom tribe. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And you and I were talking yeah. about this earlier. You know, I think as we get older in our uh, in our lives as mothers, the challenges are still there. They're just different challenges. And so having those friendships that you've nurtured and you guys have, you know, you've been through thick and thin, it really helps you when you realize, oh my word, the little kids wrecked my house, but the big kids are going to wreck my mind, (laughs) you know, and you got to be, somebody's got to be there who says, oh girl, I'm coming over with a mocha. I'll be there in five. You know, you need that. Yes. Yeah. You absolutely do. And and, you know, I'm often, people are often, I, I hear moms say, you know what, I, I, I don't have time for friendship. I mean, someday when my kids are gone, I'll have time. I'm going to do that. And what I, right. what I tell women is crisis is never on the calendar. Yeah. Ooh. You know, in the, in the last five years, I have had a son, our oldest, or um, our uh, third oldest mm-hmm. child is um, very, has a lot of mental health issues, mm-hmm. um, been in and out of mental health hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gone through a cancer journey. I had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. My husband went through a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. None of those things were did I plan for. Yeah, None you didn't. You didn't pencil did those I, in. I, nope, 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 they weren't at all. And I was so glad that I had invested in friendships before that happened mm-hmm. because there's no time left over when you're facing a crisis. Mm-hmm. And that's when you need people around you. That's yeah. when you need women uh, to fill your gaps, to pray for you, to encourage you, to some, and sometimes do the practical, mm-hmm. help you uh, get kids from point A to point B, um, take care of meals uh, if you're ill. And so I just, I, we are so short-sighted yep. when we say, I don't have time for friendship mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we really need each other. Yeah, I think it's true. And what you're saying is really, it's a biblical concept. I mean, Solomon said, in Ecclesiastes uh, 4, he said two are better than one because they have a good return mm-hmm. for the labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there's nobody around to lift him up. And I thought, man, yes. that's that's really what you're saying. You're saying that when those things, when those crises come, and they, it's not a question of if, it's just a question of when. Uh, it is that you've got yep. someone around you who knows you and knows your heart, somebody who can actually see something in you that needs um, to be encouraged or see something in you that they need to go, wow, you know what, you're doing this and I know God is something better for you. This is not how God uh, made you. This isn't what he wants for you in your life. And to be able to have those deep friendships, you nurture them when you're not in a crisis so that when the crisis yes. comes, you've got somebody to lean on. So important. Yes. and. And sometimes we have to learn how to do life together, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I know when I was a stay-at-home mom for the first 20 years, I uh, I had a girlfriend and we were, we called ourselves laundry buddies. Yep. And I, I went to her house on Tuesdays and she did all her laundry and we would just talk and fold laundry yep. and solve the world's problems. Yes. And yep. uh, on Thursday, she would come to my house and we do all my laundry and talk and fold and that explains it. I noticed a lift in the world's problems on Thursdays. There you go. That's what it was. It was you solving those problems with your friends. So good. <laughs> so sometimes 
we, we have to just, we have to find those moments uh, or even find things that we're doing. You know, um, I once had a freezer party for some friends and mm-hmm. we did freezer meals. Yep. And, uh, you know, when we, we were doing that, the, the girls, a couple of them were like, I wonder if this is what it was like a hundred years ago when mm-hmm. women cooked together mm-hmm. and they, they quilted together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're just not doing those things together like we used to be, but we can. Yeah. We just have to think differently. Yeah. Well, and I and think part really of it's that it's the internet too. You know, it's the social media and the rise of the internet that's, you know, given us access to people that's a virtual access. But there's a huge difference between virtual friendships and in life relationships. It's just mass. There's not yeah. even the same. And I think this generation of moms, a lot of them don't even know that because they've, they've grown up with virtual friendship. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Truly. They don't know what you, sometimes you don't know what you don't know until, um, or you don't know what you're missing until yeah. suddenly you realize, wait a minute, you know, I've got great online friends and I think online friendships are important. I yeah. think they have their place, Yeah, you know, but I think we have to have both. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You have to have those people that are in real life and they literally can be on your doorstep in a moment mm-hmm. if you need them to be. Yep. And you can borrow a cup of sugar if you need to. And yep. I, when we need that. Mm-hmm. And Christ modeled that for us. Mm-hmm. He lived life in community. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, we, we, he, he set the pace for us on that. Mm-hmm. Now, he also, here's the beautiful thing uh, about Jesus. When he lived in community, he experienced the good, the good, the laughter, the meals that were shared, um, you know, the um, just being with other people. But he also experienced the bad. Mm-hmm. His friends betrayed him. Judas betrayed mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Peter denied him. Yep. Um, his friends, uh, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was facing the cross, and he said, um, "Will you pray? Will you pray with me?" And and his friends said, "Yeah, we yeah. will." And yeah. Then, Jesus went and prayed and came back and found them, found them asleep. I've got and friends so, like that. <laughs> I, well, we I am that friend. I was thinking, shoot fire. I am that friend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I think that, you know, we, th- this, we need this, you know, I mean, I firmly believe that we mom better when we mom together, mm-hmm. but I, I also believe that we mom better when we mom together with Jesus. Yeah. Because he is, um, he understands. Mm-hmm. He is truly the friend who understands. Mm-hmm. He will not disappoint us. He will not fall asleep. He will not betray us. Mm-hmm. He won't do all those things. But he also understands when those human friendships mm-hmm. have those those things that happen because they are human. Yeah. When we link arms with another human being, we're linking arms with an imperfect imperfect person, and um, and Christ understands that, and He shows us how to handle that. I love um, that. So I think that important. It is so important. And it's a, it's a good, uh, a good place to end this podcast is this reminding um, the moms who are listening that in the same way that God extends grace to us, we need to extend grace to others. We extend grace to our, to our girlfriends when they fall short of what we, we we thought they were going to be, or we extend grace to ourselves when we realize, oh my goodness, you know, we messed up. We messed up. And God yep. has so much grace for us. And he wants us to have so much more. And the, and the devil really wants us to be isolated. And one of the ways we combat isolation yep. is to find other moms and just say, let's build, let's build a community. Let's support each other in this, this thing we're doing, this crazy thing of raising children and walking with the yep. Lord. There is so much uh, strength in it. It's absolutely 
um, it's absolutely biblical. It's, it's close to the heart of the father is uh, coming mm-hmm. alongside these. I love, I can't think of the reference right now, but I love uh, the verse in the Bible that says that he gently shepherds those who have young. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's God's heart for women, God's heart for mothers to say, listen, I'm going to come alongside you as you come alongside other people. Let's do this thing together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, we're thank better you. together. Yeah, we are absolutely better together. Thank you so much, Jill. For, we're out of time uh, for today. I've gone two minutes over because it's you and I can't stop talking to you. <laughs> but I really appreciate you. Uh, we're going to be uh, picking this up. Jill has agreed to come back one more time to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart, which is uh, parenting your kids as they enter the adult years. So as your kids hit like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20, 20 it's, it's, you know, there's some challenges in it and we get questions here a lot at the busy mom of moms who are coming into that season and Jill has has been there and done that and I've sort of done it <laughs> but I still have uh, several kids to go so I'm excited to come back next time and get um, some insight and godly perspective from Jill on uh, mothering adult children so thank you Jill for joining me here I really I just I love your heart for women and I love your heart for the Lord so thank you for coming uh, and doing this Thanks with for me. having me You're very welcome. And uh, everyone who's listening, be sure and come back next time as we talk about uh, mothering adult children at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.